The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hello, hello, everybody. This is Lori H. Schwartz, your tech cat. And I've been broadcasting at a variety of conferences over the last few weeks. And today, we're back in the studio, and I'm having a, going to have a great conversation with a very good friend and a powerful woman in the entertainment industry, the lovely Allison Dollar, who is the CEO of the Interactive Television Alliance, among the many things that she does. And Allison is a longtime champion of digital video interactivity. So today we're really going to get into a lot of what's happening between that marriage between broadcast television and digital and how these things are coming alive and the businesses and the technology and all the opportunities that are sort of growing around that swirl. And Allison is deeply connected to this space as a consultant. She works with a lot of early stage digital ventures. And she's also one of those people that has started a lot of different events and industry organizations to really move the industry forward. I, I think, Allison Dollar, you are an unsung hero. <laughs> so, Oh, my goodness. Well, that's quite the introduction. I would say uh, rather that I am a rebel or a gadfly. And, um, you know, they can be annoying, but usually kind of effective in helping things Get out of the way. So thanks for that, though. That's a great way to put it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a big tech hat welcome for Allison Dollar. Yay! Yay! Well, hello, tech cat, and hello, tech kittens. Uh, (laughs) Very happy to be here with you, Lori. Of course, we always have fun. So, uh, Yeah, Allison and I are... uh, our conference buddies always running into each other um, everywhere we go. So, Allison, tell us about, you know, give us a nice summary of sort of how you, uh, you set up your career and got to where you are today because you really have touched so many great, great different initiatives and events in this space. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, as I said, I was always kind of um, contrarian person in terms of looking how things fit together. And uh, I did um, pretty much every platform you could think of. I worked on documentaries. I did a little bit of feature film, broadcast TV, some CBS affiliate stuff. Uh, and then I was uh, editorial director of a trade publication covering the film and television industry at the time when, this is completely dating me, uh, the switch to digital was happening the, on the below-line side, on the post-production side, when it switched over to nonlinear editing. This was in the 80s, late 80s. And, of course, and right around that time is when what we now call digital uh, was coming in. 
And so I saw immediately, once you can do nonlinear editing, uh, once things can be distributed in a different way digitally, then the whole industry would be upended. And uh, I have to say, I had a lot of detractors at the time because, of course, the established people, uh, the big box editing companies, did not want to hear you could be doing that on the desktop. So that was really the first foray, uh, sort of first launch of the missile over the bow uh, in this complete transition to digital. I know it's funny, too, because whenever you're kind of saying the king has no clothes, people get a little crunchy about it. You know, people get a little uh, scared that you're going to take away their jobs. But really, you're kind of just predicting and sort of laying out the path for what's to come. So can you give us a definition for, for interactive television? Because I know that that expression gets bandied about a lot, or even advanced television, but whatever yeah, you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, well, let me, let me get into, through that into sort of that next phase there. So, you know, you have a proverbial middle-aged men in, in dark blue suits that were saying, no, no, no. And at the same time, when the Internet came, and Tim Berners-Lee and I had a very nice chat very early on when he came over, probably around 92 or so, it was clear to me that all the rest of the digital and all of that, we were going to be able to have video in what was uh, called the Internet. Really, the web was the big deal, but we understood that. And um, nobody wanted to hear that. So if you go forward in time there, what ended up happening um, we all started talking about it, right? So I started a conference called OliWeb and another one called ETB World, and we had Web TV, and Microsoft bought them out, and it was a very big deal. And all at the same time were startups coming into that space uh, to kind of serve that market. And so this is where it gets to your question, what is the definition of interactive TV? I mean, we had always uh, thought that it was an umbrella term for all kinds of things, even the early stage like a DVR and video on demand and pay-per-view and all of that. So in my mind, uh, the first piece of it is the shift to the where the locus of control shifts to the consumer. So in old broadcast TV, you went one to many distribution, but then now you have a back channel. Um, which could be enabled in many ways and doesn't necessarily have to be from what we call the cloud now, um, but that and then it comes with it a whole bunch of other business processes and then, of course, upending of the actual business model. Right, so changing the very essence of what we all understand this to be. Um, and, and, you know, f- from our world, I know you and I have talked about pieces of this before and, and you were kind of, uh, making note of it, but you have like your broadcast people and you have your broadband or digital people. And there was a long time when they just didn't sit, you know, at the table together and they were really kind of threatened by each other. But I kind of feel like now more than ever before, those worlds are really coming together. And so you're starting to see this new generation of people come that really understand it. Yeah. Well, you know, I actually. Uh, again, I'm sort of a reactionary. I, I don't even actually like the term digital as a placeholder for talking about online because TV is already digital. Traditional TV is digital, of course, right? And so were even hardware things like CD-ROM. Uh, it has become a, a shorthand, and that 
just events is what we're talking about, which a lot of these differences are cultural. So when I started the Interactive Television Alliance in 2001, which now seems like a long time ago, as I guess it was, it was very broadcast-centric. Our first members were the middleware top box kind of companies coming out of uh, Liberty Media and Comcast and all those kind of folks, uh, as well as the brands like Kraft Foods and Disney and programmers and all them, many of whom still to this day are suing each other, so that has always been quite fun. But to your <laughs> point, you know, and you, Lori, were among the first of our folks that came in from the Internet side, that came in from the agency side, and came in from what we now call the digital side to have these conversations. And uh, the whole notion of it had always been that everybody is in their silos, which they remain in, and the other trade organizations are in their silos and serving a very specific focus group, and that is why they have to sue each other still. Um, sure. But we had the people literally suing each other, sitting next to the table and having this dialogue, and I think that part of the industry has completely migrated. Now all the shows, everybody mixes it up. You have the brands and you have everyone coming on the distribution side to many of the same trade shows we all go to. Culturally, it's been a massive shift and all to the good for the business. It's all to the good for getting these models uh, in a better working order than they've been. And do you, um, do you also see now that everyone in the ecosystem is kind of sitting down nicely together? Well, at least they're pretending to. Uh, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, you know, they, they kind of have to, right, because uh, just the proliferation of the distribution channels and the proliferation of content alone. I mean, you have uh, in 2012 was, what, 200 or so original TV shows presented it up front, and then this year it was over 400. So it's just this amazing acceleration and, of course, other aspects of, of channels that are being propelled by other forms of technology are also accelerating, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But that's, um, yes, everyone's a little more polite. I don't know about nice. Well, um, one of the things that I hear about, and when we come back from our break, we're going to get more into some of the, the trends that we see bubbling up. And I know this is going to sound really maudlin, but what I've heard a lot of people start to say is that they're just waiting for a few more years until sort of a generation retires so that this new crop comes up where all these different things are no longer separated into silos. Do you think that, yeah. that that's actually true? Well, you know, Gary Arlen, the famed analyst and uh, researcher and dear friend of mine, and he's even older than I am, uh, he <laughs> said, well, it's, it's not going to happen till we all retire and die. <laughs> and so, you know, he's all alive and well, and, and so are we. So I do still think it's going to happen, yes. But I do think, you know, with the proverbial digital natives have a whole different idea of consumer behavior, and then that, of course, pressures on the corporate side to have a different notion of how to get business done. But honestly, it's still very entrenched internally, um, just those silos of them. Even, as you know, the marketing people don't necessarily – uh, talk soon enough to people when they're in the early stages of production. So if you don't have that metadata in there at pre-ingestion, I mean, it's right at the early, early stage in planning uh, when you're shooting something, hey, it all gets off the rails pretty quickly. So I think it's still kind of dicey, but yes, bottom line is yes, 
different or idea of how media needs to flow organically is definitely a generational shift, and that has definitely happened in the last, you know, five, seven years. So interesting. So when we get back, we're going to talk to Allison a little bit about, you know, the sort of four pillars that live in this world, and that's content, technology, advertising, and distribution. And I'm, I'm assuming also that with these four pillars are, are these tech companies that, that you're helping out that all live in these different spaces. So when we come back on the Tech Cat Show, we're going to talk more to the fabulous Allison Dollar, who is the CEO of the Interactive Television Alliance and who I'm calling the groovy ITV chick, if I may. Um, as we come back <laughs> okay. on the Tech Cat Show with the ITV groovy chick. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody. And we were back on the Tech Cat Show talking to the groovy ITV chick, Allison Dollar. And we were just going to get into the, the sort of four pillars that Allison has defined as being really a key to the Interactive Television Alliance and, and t- you know, the future of TV um, in general, and that's content, technology, advertising, and distribution. So, Allison, tell us about what, what's so important about each of these sectors. Yeah, I think uh, if you think about the backdrop of all this conversation, we have all collectively as an industry been in a, a little bit of a tizzy deciding what is TV. What do we, do we even use the term TV anymore? Uh, What is the the evolution of the concept of what TV is from a traditional broadcast model to IPTV, OTT, all the other things that we have, the the amazing push that cable made in the industry, just completely reformatting the industry alone. So what do we even call TV? When you get something like YouTube, is it TV? Is all video TV, or is there not TV anymore, only video? And there's a lot of debates um, going on saying, well, TV is dying, the turn TV, and all that kind of stuff. I tend to think uh, TV is kind of um, one of those terms like horsepower in a car, 
where it is, yes, antiquated and not exactly accurate, but in terms of uh, socially, we use the term to kind of connote a premium experience. Um, and so my, just one in terms of defining it in terms of these four pillars we're talking about, about the ecosystem, I tend to say that TV is premium branded content that is packaged, a branded and packaged way, uh, and sent out. And then if it's interactive, then there's a back channel there. So that, that's kind of my baseline for that. Uh, and I like that because that also... Um, understanding what premium is is another issue that is bandied about. So when you explain it that way, we all understand that there's, you know, money being spent here and quality control on the type of content we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, to me, if you have uh, a million cat videos, but if you aggregate, and some of it's even not even premium in terms of the quality of production. It might just be the quality of the continuity of the product and the audience. So for instance, in the cat video scenario, when you aggregate the cat videos and, and to your point, curate them, and you create a cat channel, then that starts to rise to the level of, yes, that's real TV, not just random video. And then if you look at historically things like, I don't know, like Annoying Orange, right? So Annoying Orange has had a wonderful life, animated on YouTube, and then Comedy Central it was featured and sort of graduated to uh, cable, right? And you see that many, many examples of that. And of course, Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and everybody is all capitalizing on that notion now. And, and they want to win an Emmy. They want to be perceived as being television. So uh, that's kind of the backdrop um, historically for when we started the ITA and just in general in my practice, how I see um, things being organized, organizing into the four pillars of content, technology, advertising, and distribution, and that they are all, um, you know, very important ways that they have to interact and engage with one another, those executives across sort of those uber silos, if you will, to our previous part of our conversation, um, to make it happen. Otherwise, there, there is no real TV and certainly no interactive TV. Do you, do you think, before we get into the silos, I mean, why... Why do you have to have success in this broadcast world that we you were just discussing in order for it to be considered success? Is it just because the revenues just triple and and the the reach is so much bigger? Because now it seems to me that you know niche shows and niche TV viewing, broadcast viewing, is is finally being perceived as valuable. So will will we ever get to a point where people? look at YouTube and say, okay, that's valuable and it doesn't have to jump to broadcast? I, I think that's it's already there. I think there's two things. Yes, it's a cultural currency and it's that legacy people that are still writing the checks for those budgets out of, out of the media buying and the brand side, the agency side. Uh, are Yeah, they're getting younger and younger, but, you know, they've, they're not retired yet to the point. Um, and then there is still a little bit of the notion of where mass market, you want to be cultural currency. And so now, yes, of course, that's being done more through social media where there's that mass market of reach also, but it's still not quite there yet. Um, I think what we really all 
probably would prefer that all those distinctions go away and that everything is just completely seamless. So it's not completely seamless into the big screen TV and back and forth between the big and small screens as we would all like. Um, so I do think that, what was the second part of that question? <laughs> well, I was just asking, <laughs> I was just asking if jumping back and forth between the two, if, if, if there was ever going to be a validity. But you, you, you did answer, answer the question that we don't, we're, you know, the broad, broadcast doesn't have to be the holy grail anymore. So let, let's talk a little bit about these pillars because, you know, it's, it's so good to have pillars to talk about because otherwise it gets so fuzzy. So we've kind of talked a bit about content. Now let's talk a little bit about technology because this is really where, you know, you excel in terms of working with these companies. So what, what's happening in the technology space? Is there a way to sort of wrap that up in a NEPO at all or is it really well, all Well, the thing the is, is that you can't really, the content piece is, is um, being driven by technology. So on the content vertical, so to speak, you do, to your point, there is a lot of the short form that has been driven by different kinds of engines. So you've got like frequency and Kurt Marvis's QU, which is also curated short form, or then even just full-on networks like um, El Rey Network, because you think about that, how focused that is, American English language targeting a Latino audience, and that's a very specific. So that all plays into what's already happened in YouTube with these sub-channels and the stars and where they spin off and get picked up by the majors. It's, it, it doesn't really matter as long as everything's seamless. Uh, and so that's where the technology comes in, right, to make it all as seamless and organic as possible and have the metadata travel with the technology so that it can be monetized properly and um, be protected as it goes and happen in real time and all that kind of stuff. So I, you know, honestly, I don't really care about the technology because if I had my druthers, it would be like bewitch and you just wiggle your nose. I mean, and that's, again, <laughs> where I'm kind of a rebellious person. I, it, I am not a tech cat. I am interested in this stuff. Um, there are a lot of great, interesting things. Um, but that's not what I would say is necessarily as much of a driver as much as Wall Street would like it to be. Right. But, but are most of the companies that are coming to you, would you consider them tech platforms or tech-driven who are looking to plug into this ecosystem and also who you are probably helping the most? Uh, yes, they go back and forth. Um, like uh, some of the things that are are back, like um, T-commerce hotspotting, or there's a lot of things to do with with actually how much is on the technology is back to basics for TV tech, workflow, anti-piracy, real-time social integration, uh, trying to leverage um, social networks as much as possible into video experiences. And then, again, even sort of, of course, the VR, AR, AI, you know, that edge is always the edge, and it's very fascinating, all the point where it becomes pedestrian, kind of more work-a-days. I'm very interested in that, uh, like, you know, just these random uh, companies that come out or that want to be servicing uh, VR production companies. That shows that something like that has really arrived. But in terms of uh, other pieces, like live streaming has always uh, been, 
I don't want to say magical, but the but the notion of that being something that everyone wants to aspire to. I mean, now you've got literally probably a hundred companies offering that out there, uh, which is fascinating. And then advertising as a pillar, of course, is also um, driven by technology, right? So programmatic advertising by um, the resurgence of e-commerce and hotspotting. I like Delivery Agent a lot. Uh, they do contextually contextual delivery uh, with their shop top technology uh, because they combine the whole notion of engaging with and transacting directly from the ad uh, and through a, and across platform. So they're very cool. Um, some of them that you've seen also just like at um, Sprocket, where we just were, the uh, startup group that works with NAB. Uh, the the Viso targeted ad breaks specifically for online viewers. Again, these things where what's old is new again in these in reformatted. Uh, or even um, Ashley Schwartz's uh, Fury, uh, Furious. Remember Ashley? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, so her profit platform. It's a software as a service, and it connects all these disparate systems so that in the ecosystem you can get what you need all in terms of the. Uh, reporting and all the advertising um, tools to optimize sales and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of that out there. Uh, uh, and then, again, that, that, we're technical. I'm sorry. Sorry. We have to take a little break right now, but I was just going to say that you are just a wonderful um, encyclopedia of trends of, of uh, all, all the great things that are happening in this space. Well, when we come back, um, let's dive a little bit more into uh, – advertising and distribution, and then some other overall trends that we're seeing. But we are having a fantastic conversation on the Tech Cat Show today with the fabulous Allison Dollar, who, of course, is my groovy ITV chick. So we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Tech Cat Show. We are talking to the fabulous Allison Dollar, and she was just filling us in on all the different types of uh, technology uh, companies and trends that are sort of percolating in this interactive television space right now. And we were also getting into the four pillars of the space. So the third pillar, after content and technology, is advertising. So what do you see as happening in that space, um, in, in advertising and in media? Well, we addressed it a little bit about these different tools that are technology tools. I think the thing is technology kind of runs throughout. Originally, uh, when we were breaking it out, we were thinking more as platforms like um, because, for instance, ITA had absorbed Intel's two-screen promoter group and uh, in Microsoft's AtDef. So we had thought of those versus cable and all that. And so now, of course, it's all... More, much more exotic things when you're talking about VR or other aspects. But in terms of advertising, they're all um, either being powered by, by tech, right, by things that are optimizing social or that are reading metadata in a more interesting way uh, and that are providing big data forecasting tools and that kind of stuff. Because advertising, even though we'd like to think about the romance of advertising and the planning that goes in and brands and the creative and all that sort of stuff, it really is a by-the-numbers game, right, which is why the 30s and 60s have lasted for so long. It really is of how can we reach the greatest number of people, the greatest number of impact. And before when you just had going out into the ether and hoping it was going to help, now what's really being pushed is the fact of trying to have a transaction to drive product. And, and that has uh, been sort of my major philosophy about where this was all headed and the whole point of all of it from the, from the model standpoint was to make all of those things transact if you're not going to be able to sell and move product. So you see lots of, of uh, things out there that are exactly to do that to, to help sell pro- to help sell product right so like um hot spotting and rollover um companies are back to so t-commerce it was what it used to be called right television yes. commerce and now that is all null back uh so it's not just um targeted advertising and dressable advertising and just-in-time messaging and all that sort of stuff now the technology is being integrated directly in all these ways so audio beaconing uh, like the tone nose or appiness, which is uh, where it's done in an in-app transaction through Shazam, um, the company Ever that does it through image recognition. Lots of these are all, um, I think, the leading edge there of what you're talking about, transforming ads into a commercial transaction platform. And that's so that commerce happens, transaction happens, everybody gets paid, product moves, and then you can, of course, immediately measure um, the efficacy of these uh, other kinds of media planning and agency work and everybody else figure out and measure, right, whether they're doing well or not. What what about, um, you know, for targeting, for, you know, sending ads to the right screen, um, is that in the advertising bucket? You know, the and what yeah, addressable and targeted advertising. I mean, that's huge, and you know, among the best of those was always a visible world coming from the cable side. A lot of things get subsumed to larger platforms, so you don't hear who those players are. 
and um, was very political, which I feel like I can say. Um, but yes, that's all what all that is about. It's all about targeting, addressability, um, contextual matching just in time. And it's going to be interesting when you see some of the things um, in the Twitter sphere, for instance, that have just been done by um, hashtag, which is, if you think about it, a form of metadata, right? When it's transformed uh, into video, and the whole field of video messaging, in fact, I had an early startup aunt that was just a video messaging play, which was a little too early. Um, but when that transforms to be able to be transacted so it's all matched with a click to buy, then you have a crazy amount of money that's going to happen right away. Uh, and so then, you know, that's why everyone's excited about blockchain and all of that. There's a cool company called PopChest which allows for micropayments for video, uh, for instance. So, it, so it's, it's, it's really, you know, when you think about it, it gets down to sort of the basics of monetization, that, that a lot of this, the, the direct, this is the direction that a lot of this is moving in. It's moving product, it's sending the right ad to the right person, and then it's how to best exchange dollars. Well, not, yes, and monetization in basically a very, very old model, which is a direct response model, right? Right, right, so right, right. very, very addressed, very, uh, that everything can be commercialized for better or for ill, and that in the moment that there can be a purchase of some kind. And so it's being addressed, coming from many different angles to make that happen. And once again, you're going to find some interesting kind of chocolate and peanut butter marrings, pairings, that were unexpected that end up working financially. And that's what's crazy now of all this uh, running around that's happening between the, these different deals that are being made and the acquisitions and all this kind of stuff. It's all going to that piece. Yeah, it seems like everyone I know who is working in sort of some piece of this business ends up becoming a programmatic company. You know, it's yeah. like they start out, you know, one one section of the chart, and then they all end up in programmatic. And I'm like, why? Why are they all ending up in programmatic, which is this idea of being able to, you know, through machine learning, really, really um, place an ad and buy an ad through that. Through that. And why, why do you think everyone's ending up there? Well, because uh, there is always the drift to efficiency. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a great way to say it. Yeah. It's the most right. It's, the, it's kind of like the salmon swimming upstream right. <laughs> to some degree, and then just gravity takes over, and everything has to kind of go that way, or you don't have viable businesses. And um, yeah, you. And also, too, it's hard to sustain businesses. I've always been interested in businesses that were happy to remain small. And yeah, I just yeah. mean on the relative scale of things. Like, we do what we do, and we have nice margin, and we don't plan to go public, and we're just doing that. But unfortunately, the startup scene has completely ruined that forever. Uh, because even any smaller company, they think, well, if I can't go public, I need to be bought out at some kind of multiple. 
And so there's that is this other undercurrent of electricity, let's put it that way, running through these these rivers of uh, technological trends that are coming together with this overlay of the cultural and consumer expectation and habituation to interactivity, and then it's all been infused with video. And so we have this very much of a boiling sea right now. Uh, and I don't see that it's going to calm down anytime soon because there's too many giant stakeholders and and then these little fish are also extremely valuable. Uh, right, in the, right. In the they, and they, they all seem to bubble up with something that changes the course for everyone else every once in a while. So you kind of have to pay attention to everything. On just, on just the last silo that we were talking about, which is distribution, um, you know, out, outside of new platforms sort of coming along and, and blockchain, which is, you know, could, could easily fit into that, um, at that silo as a, a new way to exchange data and information. Do you see any other big technology revolutions happening in distribution? Well, mostly through live streaming and, and direct live and uh, concatenating established uh, methods, right? So you, because you really would never have, for instance, even let's say live broadcast, you still have to have satellite bounce, right? So I think that uh, when you look at where the head ends are and fiber ring and all that sort of thing, that's really where it's going to get super interesting when you have these little live streaming companies that are basically also doing it on the software end and how they have to hook into the hardware. And you'll continue to see these big uh, M&A activity like Altice and buying Cablevision. Uh, they're all on the block again. And this happens every eight, ten years or so where you have these big massive you know, dinosaurs kind of either duking out or, or just consuming each other. Uh, and where are the other distribution touch points for the consumer, too? So uh, gas station TV and hotel TV and all those other out-of-home places make it an extra wrinkle because those environments are really different. And you say, well, everyone's just on their phone or tablet anyway. Well, okay, yes and no. You know, that's, that's, that nexus between what the, the hardware is and the actual physical environment will be increasingly important for these distribution conversations. But everybody wants to own the data, and that's another place where the lawyers are going to get extremely wealthy. They're, they're, yeah, they're going to have a lot of a lot of parties there. We're going to need to take our last break um, in a moment, um, but when we come back, we're going to talk to Allison just about some of the things that are really turning her on in this space, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and dig into where maybe you can um, hear her speak or, or the different things that you're doing. So when we come back on the Tech Cut Show, more with Allison Dollar, who always blows my mind up with such insights about what's happening in the interactive television space. Um, and she is indeed the, one of the most groovy chicks in ITV today. So we'll be back on the Tech Cat Show with the fabulous Allison Dollar. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Okay, everybody, and welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. We're talking to Allison Dollar, who's just the smartest gal around when it comes to interactive television. Um, and Allison was kind of going through the different silos that are really driving this business and all the different um, tech trends that were bubbling up in it. And so I wanted to ask you, um, besides learning all these great words, and what was the word that I was asking you about? C- 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 oh, concatenation. Concatenation. It, I just mean, it just means linking in a very uh, hard and fast uh, way. Which is really synonymous, I think, with what's happening in the space right now. But what are the things that just personally, because so much I think of what's happening in our space turns people on personally because it's so immediate and it's so emotional because the tech is responding so quickly these days. What what's what what is turning you on the most? Like have you bought any new gadget in your home for the consumption of content? Is there anything that you're just so pleased with right now and you think is going to be big? You know, I actually am more pleased with the whole notion of Internet of Things and what it might mean. I don't, ha- can't say that I really have much in my home right now that I would point to that I would be saying, oh, wow, this is so amazing. Uh, but I think more philosophically, uh, what does it mean when your home is smart, when your autonomous vehicle saves your life? When you uh, your Fitbit even is actually making a measurable difference in your life, I mean the reason that I even got into any of this, I again I'm not a tech head. I have a master's degree in English literature, so I came to the whole thing with the notion of disrupting and reworking and democratizing media. Uh, which has happened. Uh, so we've, you know, we've all been these proselytizers out there, and it's actually happening. And so any of the technology which makes that whole anytime, anywhere, any place possible, I'm like, you know, two thumbs up all the way around. You, know, um, you, you don't have a, an Amazon Alexa in your house yet? <laughs> I don't, and I, I, I would like that. That would be great. So well, but you know how it is. We're so busy. Unless people give me things half the time, right. I don't I was, have them. I was, was going to say, for fans of Allison Dollar, I think what you're hearing is that she could use the gift of, of an Amazon Alexa. 
Um, because, I'm open uh, for presents of all kinds, please. Yeah, well, you I've, know, and I do get a lot. I have this, oh, in fact, if you look this at graveyard, like I have an original Audible Magic and like all this kind of stuff in my office, some of this old surfboards. I bet. I bet all these companies are sending you stuff. Well, we, yeah. we, we have talked about Alexa a lot um, on the show because I'm obsessed and I have like three of them in the house right now. Um, and I think it, it really does do a lot of what you, you were just talking about. Um, do, you, do you envision a future where AI in the form of IoT devices sort of becomes the discovery engine for content? Because I think that's where it's going to get. I, really I, think, I think it kind of has to, yeah. And the anticipation... Of, of what you might like, and it's just a million times better than what recommendation engines that we have now. That certainly is going to happen. Um, navigation, general UI issues, a lot of that stuff is, is going to be in a different place. But again, you know, I'm still interested in things like measurement and um, just even basic like intellectual property issues in this space, right? So it's not just about authentication and piracy, but it's also more subtle things. Like, for instance, uh, I don't know if you remember the Fine Brothers, you know, Benny yeah. and Raffi Fine and they had the whole series of React videos, and then they tried to trademark sort of the format and the um, some of the brand elements to it and see if they could build a business around it, other people using their brand elements, and they caused a huge firestorm and were reviled online. And this is just the tip of that kind of iceberg where there's going to be all kinds of issues about ownership of this uh, what we call user-generated content, consumer-generated content. And that also, um, I think, is going to be fascinating to see who comes emerges from, uh, from VidCon and all of them as being truly brilliant rather than just great personalities with a big following. Right, but yeah, who, real is, traditional talent that, could, could, that can... Yeah, uh, who ends up being a real, tri- of, of, to your own business, who is a great story tech person, who is yeah, a great yeah. storyteller. Yeah, yeah I, I wonder it, and I don't think it belittles YouTube influencers if they're only good at that format. But I don't think just because they're great YouTube influencers with you know five million subscribers that it means they're actors either. That and that's not a bad thing. It's good. No, to be it's good not. At- I mean, everybody needs a personality, and then you know the way that that's all evolved. Boy, it's, does it's everybody need a personality? <laughs> right. I mean, they're well, ma- they're monetizing through actually becoming great hosts. So yeah, some of them so. would be interesting if they migrate on to Home Shopping Network or yeah, or yeah, vice some- versa. Something with that with that same skill set. Now, I want to ask you also, where do you go? What shows do you absolutely go to, even if you're not, you know, even if you don't have a role in them? Like, what, what shows are you? Well, I, you know, as you know, I'm a huge fan of Tracy's the TV of Tomorrow. I love that show because everyone is so knowledgeable. It's Tra- and, Tracy um, Swidler, who we, we had on this show, and she has a, a biannual uh, conference in San Francisco, New York, the TV of Tomorrow show. So that's a good one for this space. Yep. And we go to just pretty much all, you know, everybody does the circuit, IBC, CES, NAB, all of them. But here in L.A., there are every day, pretty much, there's an event about digital video, next-generation TV, um, Variety. We just uh, sponsored the Variety TV Summit, Next TV Summit. There's a million of these now, which is just crazy. I mean, they're so proliferating. And when I started ETV World in 1994, there was no, 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 no show 
that was doing that. Right, right, Respond right. TV and web TV and all those. You know, now there's like 20 or 30. So at least that are good and that we, we go around. But I always just, I tend to like to poke around and find the new things. And um, what I'm really excited about is the continued relevance at both ends of the spectrum, both the shared living room experience, kind of the traditional shared living room experience, and then the out-of-home uh, like we were talking about, especially the retail and the direct sell-through and things like that. Uh, for instance, there's this company, Branding by Air, uh, which is basically projecting onto these giant um, screens that they're pulling by an airplane. Oh, that's and they cool. just did something for Wrangling Brothers. It was very successful. I like really funky, really edgy stuff like that. And uh, I think just more and more of that's going to continue where he says, wow, digital video, we can have it everywhere. Uh, that's really oh, my passion. That. Well, let me ask you, Alison, where can we find out more about where you are and what you're doing? Are you a big social media person? Are you tweeting? Yeah, where, where can I we find am. I, I post everywhere. I do stuff. But, but, you know, honestly, what I always love is just to meet new people. So if somebody wants to link into me, that's great. It's just Allison Dollar there at LinkedIn. And my email is Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, at itvalliance.org. Fantastic. And they can learn more about ITV Alliance um, uh, on the site as well, um, right? ITV Interactive TV Alliance has a site. Uh, Interactive it, Television Alliance has a site. It and does, then, but honestly, we just do boutique stuff there and it's probably not as interesting. Yes. <laughs> 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 yes. Well, if you, if you can, Google Allison and follow her because really she's one of the smartest people around and always talking to new companies, uh, really uh, changing the, the very nature of, of content. And it's always so great to talk to you besides um, the comfort that I find in talking to you as, uh, as another technology cat in another form. Um, you are really one of the, the smartest pe- people out there. So let's have a big tech cat hand for the fabulous Allison Dollar, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Okay, Allison, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. All right, hon. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye, we'll everybody. Bye, week. kittens. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 